Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibility. I said one Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Foundation Studio right here on Biloxi's Back Bay, welcome to Super Talk Outdoors, where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime the incredible outdoors of the state of Mississippi. I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network or C Spire TV uh, at Super Talk TV. But if you're listening uh, on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast, it is April the 11th, 2022, Easter next weekend. It's amazing. Time is flying by so rapidly. I spent the weekend at my place in the Delta. The weather was great. It was nice and cool. Um, we, we spent a lot of time just going around checking things out. Uh, some of the areas that we, uh, that we went to are still pretty wet, actually, from the recent rains, the weekly rains, I might add. And some of the roads and trails actually were blocked by downed trees. Uh, these intense winds, man, they have really, really uh, done their share of damage. But, you know, that's the way it is. We've got our work to do, but, you know, we're sort of used to it this time of year. Gives us reason to head back up there and enjoy this incredible place. Um, it's that time of year, though. You know, if you think about the alluvian soil of the Mississippi Delta, it comes alive this time of year as farmers are doing their planting. And that's what you see all over the Delta now. Springtime in Mississippi. My friend Terry Waldrop and I uh, and our friend Keith Connor, who's one of our, our neighbor friends up near our place in the Delta. Uh, he's a highway patrolman, I might add. We drove over to Leland to visit with my friend Steve Azor. He had his Mockingbird Songwriters Festival there. And it was, like I said, it was great weather, perfect weather for an event like that. And it was held at the farm, on the farm, at the spectacular Jen at Dunleith in, in Leland. That's a, that's a great venue, incidentally. Um, we had a really good time. Great to visit with Steve. Stopped and ate at NOLA in Indianola on the way back. Had a great dinner. I got back yesterday, got back to the coast yesterday and did some yard work, but that's what we do this time of year, isn't it? We do yard work. So it was all, overall a great weekend. I hope you had a great weekend yourself doing something amazing in the outdoors. In a lot of places, there is no Wi-Fi in the woods or there's no Wi-Fi offshore, but you definitely get a better connection there. That is for sure. What a beautiful day it is now in Mississippi, but you know, we got, we got some rain. We got more rain coming, more wind coming by midweek this week. It's, it's incredible. That's sort of a weekly deal now, isn't it? As the weather warms up in coastal Mississippi, uh, fishing is going to be heating up as well. So we're going to be talking more about the incredible saltwater fishing in future shows here on Super Talk Outdoors. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to those conversations. It, it's just we have some of the best fishing in the world here. And I can tell you my boats are ready to go. In the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about the state parks. It was a real transformational legislative session from a state parks point of view. We'll talk more about that with our guests here in the first half. So now without any further ado, let's turn over to my friend, Lieutenant Governor of Mississippi, Delbert Hoseman, and say, good morning, Delbert. How are you? I'm doing good. We're dry here in the Capitol, although it's raining outside. <laughs> I know it is. I know it is. Hey, listen, Robin Williams once said this, spring is nature's way of saying, let's party. <laughs> I wondered if, you know, every spring this time of year, you know, coming toward the end, as you get to the end of the legislative session, is that how you feel? You feel the kind of a, a kinship with spring? Uh, I don't know about that. This is a pretty tough session. Uh, so we're all kind of struggling uh, to try to do <clears throat> review what all got done. And then, of course, we've already started on what we're going to do next year. We have a list of things that we want to get through that we didn't get through this year. Wish we'd have gotten done more one way or another. So um, particularly interested in the parks. I'm glad you mentioned that. As you know, back in um, February, I never could get a really good number, Ricky, on how much we have to do to spend for the parks. 
So Liz Welch works for the governor, is a great lady, and she authorized us to get four architects. And we went to every park in Mississippi and did an analysis of what it's gonna to take to, to bring them up to speed, up to something you'd be proud of. And the number is uh, cut to that part of it. The number was $160 million. So we then started on a process to uh, raise money. And in this year's ARP budget, we got uh, 28 million, plus we put another 10 million in from our general funds, running right at 38 to $40 million to start on fixing up our state parks. That will start right away in, in uh, conversations this week with Lynn Posey, who's their executive director right now. We felt like it might be best to just hire some construction manager to just start that process as opposed to waiting longer. Those funds will be available July the 1st. So I'm, I've talked with him about that. He and I met, I guess, this week about that. And then I'll be talking to the board about it this next week in the hopes that they'll start this construction uh, with the $40 million, basically $40 million we've already appropriated. But also there are about 100 of these, which are, uh, programs that you can match and talking to james cummins who's a big friend of yours i know james says he thinks he can get a match for the 40 million so we'd be able to start with 80 million and uh, hopefully get half of our parks done one year and then come back next year and get the other half done and so we're really excited about our parks and recreation i i think that's going to be very special and then we have a big announcement coming uh actually they're at my house tonight and then we're announcing it in the morning a world-renowned golf person uh, I think I'm gonna let them announce it but a world-renowned golf person will be at the house tonight and looking at uh, uh, redoing the Lafleur's Bluff uh, golf course and uh, it is uh, a spectacular announcement I'm really excited about to have them here the uh, legislature appropriated a slug of money for Lafleur's Bluff this year to redo their golf course and this will be the official announcement in the morning yeah, thirteen point two five million dollars, man. That's no small. That's no small amount. That's a, that golf park is about to get transformed, isn't it? It is. It is going to be awesome. We have a, a young man from Brookhaven that actually does these worldwide, nationwide. Is uh, actually doing the preliminary design, and this, I'm going to say, world-renowned architect uh, will uh, be announcing that tomorrow. He'll be in this afternoon about three o'clock, and. Uh, be working on the property and then also uh, being in, have the announcement at 10 a.m. tomorrow. But with that, I think uh, we're going to do something that all of Mississippi will be very proud of. Well, you mentioned James Cummings from Wildlife Mississippi. I, I, as, you, as you did, I did as well. Get an education from him about the, the role conservation, the, the role states can play in conservation. He literally wrote the book on it. And what he, what he taught me about one of the reasons I was so high on this outdoor stewardship fund, which we'll talk more about in the second half, our second segment, uh, is that uh, the amount of federal funds that you certainly saw as it related to parks, but just in general, the, in so many different buckets, the fact that these guys have such insights into this because what's happening across the United States now and other states, it bodes well for Mississippi as we go forward, as we get smart about how we how we work hard to take a dollar and make it mean a lot more. I mean, it's, there are some significant funds out there, aren't there? Yeah, there are literally billions of dollars. And uh, when after I went over with James, this is this is a list. I'm gonna send it to you. By the way, I'm I'm publishing this today. James said it was okay to do so, and it's broken down on who can apply and whatnot. And I'll send you a copy for putting on your website. I know so many conservation people look at it as well. But you'll see that so much of this is now available for not only the states, but individual private landowners. Yes. And apply for this. And it's not just the CRP and the WRP, the things that we've known before, but there are all kind of energy programs and watershed rehabilitation programs and they have like $225 million and you have to apply for them. I, I can go down this list, everything from solar to water. There are various government programs available for all the culvert removals. You just pick it. So yeah. I'm going to publish this out and, and, and meeting with um, Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks, they're, they're going <clears> to <throat> look at hiring somebody to just rent, write the grants. Yeah. That, that that also would apply to, to just an average person who owns, you know, 250 acres out somewhere. So I, I encourage everybody to look at the list. 
It, it would be hard not to qualify on this list. I'm just putting it that way. It is. It's a, it's really important. And again, we'll get more into the outdoor stewardship trust fund here in just a second. Let's take a step back for a second. You heard me talking about the Mississippi Delta and what it means to Mississippi and springtime and the way you know the, the, the Mississippi you know the changing of this of the season, so to speak. But the, when you hear that, the outdoors means a lot to you, doesn't it? It does. We have. Uh, you know, we've been hunting in the Delta since, uh, I guess, the 60s. And we, we've had uh, just wonderful experiences from Satarsha and Holly Bluff in the south, where we, we hunted some this year, all the way up to Webb and Sumner and Indianola north of where you are in the north part of the Delta, and particularly uh, had great hunts with uh, Mike Doyle and his son in, at uh, Beaver Run this year, which is all the way up in Tunica. So I, I, I guess all over the, I hunted all over the Delta from the South Delta to the North Delta this, this year, duck hunting mainly. And then I have a place that I have developed um, for deer hunting and turkey hunting that I work on all summer, same as you do, yeah. clearing trees and cutting and running the bush hog. That's probably the only same time I get really is on my deer tractor. So yeah, I, I, do, I do have a great, um, a great opinion and it. it's really invigorating to me uh, I like to go running in the morning. I jog in the morning. You watch the world wake up and the birds are flying, the geese are going and all this other kind of stuff. It's just, uh, I think it's invigorating. And it reminds us uh, how important it is for us to leave the planet a little bit better than we found it. Boy, it is it. There is no doubt. In fact, I mentioned a few minutes ago that where we have no Wi-Fi, we can find a great connection. Very it be, good. It, it, it might be with God or it might be with our, our family and friends. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hosen. See you after this. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. April is Gravely Mow the Distance Month at Revel Ace Hardware and Revel Outdoor Power. Save up to $2,000 off retail on select models, plus even more savings on customized package deals. Get 0% financing and pick your own Mow the Distance bonus. Free oil change or free set of blades or a free service kit. Hurry, the first 50 Gravely buyers receive a gift certificate for up to $200. Save big right now during Gravely Mow the Distance Month at Revel Ace and Revel Outdoor. Learn more at reveloutdoor.com and Facebook. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection, and that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. 
Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I'm I'm thrilled and honored to have the Lieutenant Governor from Mississippi, Delbert Hosman, with me today. And when we went to uh, when we went to break, we were just sort of you know, sharing our love of the outdoors and this fact that. Uh, when you uh, don't have Wi-Fi, you can still find a great connection. That is that is really so true, though, isn't it? It is. At the, I think I'm going to plagiarize that comment. That was very well said. I, I do. Uh, it it allows you to uh, to visit and watch what God created, and then see the progress. If you plant, you know, I like to plant trees and stuff, and you watch them grow, and you and you do the things a plant for ducks you know we put up stuff for ducks and uh that kind of thing and watch that grow and get ready for the season it's all it's all pretty uh, magical to me it is to me too man it really is you know i i said about the session this this year and you and i talked about it early on that it was going to be one of the most consequential sessions we've dealt with in a long time uh with all these incredible important issues, the amount of money, the state's doing well financially. Then you had all this federal money that related to COVID that was coming down. Um, a lot of different ideas about how to how to proceed. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's the democratic process. That's the way it works. You know, it's democracy in action sometimes can be can be tough to watch, but it is, it is you know, that slowness of the process is the way we keep from making big mistakes. Uh, but it was a consequential session, wasn't it? It was. I, I don't think there's ever been one that I have read about or have lived during my lifetime that was as consequential as this one. <laughs> we, um, we did everything from the state song to medical marijuana. We did everything from equal pay to the largest increase for teachers ever, a quarter of a billion dollars since I started. Uh, we did roads and bridges all over Mississippi, $3 billion. Uh, we did county roads and bridges, another $100 million. We did child protective services. Uh, we did mental health, uh, just at, at critical. And everything you can think of that, that you could bring before a body, a public body, pretty much came this year. Uh, and I'm, um, there, was, there were times, I'm not saying it was an easy session by any stretch of the imagination. Everybody had their own idea. I have 174 people up here, and I guess we had 200 ideas. Some of them have changed. But we, we, but we worked through all of those, and I, I think our money was spent well. Uh, our, our issues are, are not now will be really to follow up and make sure it's spent well. But we fixed water and sewer and broadband all over Mississippi. There's now a broadband department in Mississippi. Uh, you can just go on and on about how many difficult issues you would you would normally attack uh, a road or a uh, education issue one or two of those in a session this time we did everything i mean from mm -hmm. marijuana you pick it so I, I think i'm pleased with where we did some things i want to do uh, next year some things I, I was hopeful we'd do more of this year but by and large there, there's never been a, a, a session like this one and i, I think under any stretch, it was successful. Well, it's so, so interesting because just when you think there's no way they can find agreement on whatever you name the subject, it just somehow works out, doesn't it? You see, you see that in every session. You do, and that's the give and take. And uh, you know, we I didn't get everything I wanted. They didn't get everything they wanted, and, and we balanced out. You know, from the tax thing, which was a huge amount. Eventually, in four years, we'll be having like five hundred million dollars a year and less taxes to uh, things that we thought were important. Education. We devoted a lot of money to education and improvement of education across Mississippi, not only in teachers but in buildings and in uh, private colleges. Got money from our, all kinds of different things like that. Really, will make a difference. What you know, your analogy about the spring is really important here. What we're doing with education and so many of these roads and bridge things that we're doing, we're planting the seeds for the future, Ricky. Now, yeah. out of this five, 10, 15, 20 years from now will come the growth. 
and growth is really silent like you see on your place you don't see that growth silent but all of a sudden you see the big tree and you see the people being able to get a job and you see the traveling you see the parks being done right and you see the outdoors being done right you see all of these things but you plant those seedlings with education money infrastructure money those kinds of things that we did this year and i'm i'm really excited to see where we'll be i've got seven grandchildren i'm really excited where we'll be three five ten twenty years from now a lot of these decisions were much longer term and we had the money this year to do it and i think we planted the seeds this year yeah that's why you know I, I, there's no question about it so much of the work that that you do and i, I say this on the show here all the time that we're not going to talk about legislature too much except when what happens in Jackson matters to outdoorsmen, but you know, and no other place can at that point be clearer than the generational investments that we make in the outdoors and how that will pay back in, in the future. Because I mean, as you know from your your years of hunting, uh, we you know one of the biggest issues we faced is the loss of habitat, and that's a, that's a that's a big issue. The, anything we can do to invest in our parks and recreation and in land in Mississippi to give it give us an opportunity to leave a legacy for our grandkids that's incredibly important isn't it it is and it's the seedlings for the future and part of this which you've been really good about is to realize when people are going to come to a state or stay in a state they have several things they want they want uh, they want an education they want a safe environment they want infrastructure to get their product but they want that cultural aspect now the coast has mardi gras you know they start spring a little early so they've got mardi gras which i came to this year they've got so many things that outdoors efficient out on the uh, island cat island which you now own all, all of those things are part of your culture and as we develop parts of our culture the state parks become really important not just buccaneer down there but tishomingo all the way north and all the other state parks they need to be a place that people with average income can go spend the weekend with their families fish hike in the woods appreciate nature those cultural parts of our anatomy are really important to me and i i think we made a great step forward this year so we got the outdoor stewardship trust fund done we found agreement we're going to i mean this is landmark legislation it's going to create an opportunity for mississippi to have the match matching funds that will allow us to draw down those federal funds we had hoped for 20 million we ended with 10 million but it is a it is a substantial moment and it gives us a, something to build on what's your thoughts about it well I, i'm as you know i proposed a 20 million so i uh, the first request i think was for seven uh, a year and then bill into 14 then to 20 and i want to do the full 20 to start but in the fog of up here in the settlements of the final negotiations it came out with 10 million you're right it's a good start here you know we're already in april we'll be back next january and i intend to propose to fully fund it uh completely i think where where we're really important now would be to pick our seven members uh i've got three picks and one of them has to come from the coast so i would ask anybody on that listens to your show to please send me a, an, a, um, an application if you'd like to be appointed. I'd like to have my appointments done before the legislature uh, becomes effective, which is July the 1st. So you're probably hearing me doing my appointments within the next three to four or five weeks or so. I want to get all three of my men and women or whomever we pick up. And then I hope the governor will do the same so that they can start the process of picking and choosing. By the time they do that, they'll probably be towards towards the end of the year we'll be able to fill up the full 20 million well i'm excited i'm excited about uh sort of where we are because you, know, you mentioned james cummings but other other organizations that are doing this kind of work in other states you know that, that we've had the opportunity george has been a great example by the way because they they've shown us how they took 20 million and turned it into nearly 100 million and they've been extraordinarily open i think they've even traveled here certainly we've had people travel there but there's been a lot of sharing of information back and forth and we've really got an opportunity to tap into a lot of the innovation that's been happening across the country particularly in the southeast and and start to really figure out how we can really push the envelope on innovation and make it competitive i mean i think it's great the more people who come to the table with projects the better off i think that i think this board this new board this oversight board both with with uh, voting members and non-voting members um this oversight board is going to have a lot to say grace over i do too and that's why getting the 10 million uh, when i was disappointed a little bit i think we will end up 
uh, it'll be by the end of the year before they start really picking their projects and whatnot. So we'll be able to refill the bucket uh, pretty quickly in, in the first of next year. But yeah, the start of this is really important. We have a good history here. You know, our, our uh, lottery board, our gaming board, all of our boards we've appointed over the years have been very effective. I'm particularly interested in this. I plan to go to some of the meetings personally. I, I wanna make sure that, that they're getting the full support of the state government when they go forward and picking these projects. And, you know, if we're a little bit short one year, we want to make sure we uh, put in enough where they can do what they need to do. Yeah, I think I, I appreciate the fact that you're that you say that that you're willing to go. I, there, there of all the projects you mentioned, lottery, of course, you mentioned gaming, but of all the things that we've done in recent past, the interest in this one is going to be very significant. People are going to, I mean, they, you know, frankly, as much work as it took to get this done, and now that we've got so much people, so many people, uh, you know, sort of aligned around it. They've got to come out of the out of the gate, uh, knocking it out of the park for the state of Mississippi. And I know I'm certainly going to be paying close attention to it. Listen, uh, we're running out of time, Dale. It's been a great to visit with you. You can, you know, final word from you. Well, I'm excited about this, but I'm also excited about the whole session. I, I think this city should be proud of their legislature. Your coast delegation was outstanding this year. Uh, we just had a lot. There's a lot of additional funds going to the coast, so we're we're really we're really pleased with the session. We look forward to voting, uh, working with you. If you have any nominees, make sure you get one in. Okay, thank you very much, Doug. Have a great day. When we come back, we're going to talk parks. We'll see you after this. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A 50-50 shot of rain today, mostly cloudy, high near 83. Tonight, a 20% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, low around 63. Your Tuesday, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 84. And for your Wednesday, showers and thunderstorms, some could be severe, high near 85. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871. Save the date, April 23rd, 2022, and let's ride in Greenwood, Mississippi. Ride begins and ends at the Greenwood LaFleur Airport and winds through the beautiful hills of Carroll County during the Greenwood Gravel Grind. Take the challenge 50K or 100K. Two routes, three rest stops, gravel hills, SAG support, post-ride party. April 23rd in Greenwood. Sign up now at GreenwoodGravelGrind.com. Brought to you by the Greenwood LaFleur Chamber, Indian Cycle. Visit MS.com, Greenwood CVB, and Pepsi. We think diamond prices in most jewelry stores are downright scary. That's why at Juniker Jewelry Company, we're doing something about it. Because starting Monday, April 18th, you can buy directly from the diamond cutter. It's the Diamond Expo at Juniker Jewelry Company. Our diamond cutter is flying in with millions in certified diamonds. Fresh production, every size, shape, and price range. It's the Diamond Expo. Three quarter carat diamonds for less than $1,650. One carat's for under $2,500. And two carat diamonds starting at just $7,500. Plus, qualified buyers get up to 12 months financing. Interest-free. Guys, this is how you buy a diamond. The Diamond Expo. Save hundreds, even thousands, directly from our cutters. Six huge days, Monday, April 18th through Saturday, April 23rd. I'll be there to shake your hand. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 
A Mississippi bakery is helping raise money for the Wounded Warrior Project by attempting a world record for the largest American flag cake. The Blue Feather in Pearl hopes to raise $125,000 in ticket sales to community members and companies by the time of the event, July 4th. To learn more about the record-breaking event, log on to supertalk.fm. One Mississippi city has said no to a proposed contract with Securix, an Atlanta-based company that catches drivers without car insurance through installed cameras. Friday, the mayor of Columbus vetoed the city council's 5-1 to one vote for the installation of the cameras, saying that filming drivers wouldn't likely result in more people purchasing insurance policies. Currently, Securix is used in Ocean Springs, with Mississippi cities of Pearl and Senatobia expected to join in soon. I'm Kelly Bennett. During the month of April, AARP Mississippi is providing you with tips to help prevent fraud so your money lives longer. They are shining a light on how you can protect yourself and your family from fraud with a telephone town hall and document shredding events. Learn more and sign up for free at aarp.org ms. What does Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation stand for? Everything we do is built around attaining a better life for Mississippi farmers and ranchers and all Farm Bureau members. Things like rural broadband and private property rights, funding for roads and bridges, and our child saver program. We think these are outstanding causes, and hopefully you do too, because when Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Your news, your talk, your weather, and your sports, all in one place. Supertalk.fm. Every show, every podcast, and every late-breaking story, all in one place. Supertalk.fm. Supertalk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties, if it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Supertalk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Supertalk Mississippi. Ricky Matthews on Supertalk Mississippi. It's cut walls and fall football. A Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I really enjoyed that conversation with Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman. Uh, man, what what an incredible session that was. And, you know, the, 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 at the end of the day, as he pointed out, we would have liked to have gotten 20 as the first year for the, for the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund. But 10 is a great start. It puts the wheels in motion. And next, next year's legislative session, we can get alignment around fully funding it. Because the, the reality is that we're leaving currently about 40 uh, million dollars on the table if you just look at on average what other states are getting so uh, by having 10 instead of 20 we're going to be pulling down less federal funds and we've you know, we'll be focused on that as we go forward but now we can put the mechanism in place we can get everybody aligned around it we can get organizations uh, working on uh, finding the federal funds and the kind of innovative projects that are going to make a difference and and then next year we'll 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 continue to work on uh, getting it funded as much as possible. So, great conversation. I really enjoyed that. We need great leadership in the state to be able to make this thing work. So, now let's shift gears. I want to move over to my friends Brian Ferguson and Angel Ronke. And uh, they are with the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. Angel actually works at LaFleur's Bluff. We'll talk a little bit more about what her job is in just a second. And Brian is Deputy Director. So, anyway, how are you guys doing this morning? Doing well. Doing really great. Thank you. It was so you know, it's always interesting during the breaks, it's always interesting to get this opportunity to visit a bit. But we gotta, you know, uh, the lieutenant governor had not gotten off yet and you guys were on, you got a chance to say hello to each other. Um, it was, you know, it's, he's obviously incredibly interested in parks. The legislature did well by the parks this year, didn't it, Brian? Absolutely, did a great job. It's, you know, this is one year I think that um, we've done a, 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 we did a great job this year having a lot of communication. I think the Lieutenant Governor uh, had a lot of great questions. And um, I, I think, for the most part, um, we were very pleased with what they've done this year for state parks. Um, so, you know, so Brian, when we went to the session, uh, most people sort of know that at least people who go to parks on a regular basis, this, there was some work we needed to do to bring bring them up to not just standard, but make them 
make us something that everyone can be proud of. And so the opportunity to come out of the gate spending nearly $40 million on state parks. And, you know, my sense is there's going to be that kind of commitment for subsequent years as we, you know, continue to put the focus on if you really want to enjoy, I mean, the, the public land opportunities in this state are just incredible. But if you want to enjoy them, the state's going to be your partner and be committed to helping bring them up to, up to, uh, up to just not just standard, but above standard. I mean, you think about, it, we can't, we, as, as the Lieutenant Governor mentioned a few minutes ago, Angel, we can't speak to what's going to get announced in the next day or so as it relates to a, a golf partner for the golf park at LaFleur's Bluff. But, I mean, you got to be excited about that. $13.25 million. I mean, that's that's no small investment. Yes, sir. It's, uh, it is. It's truly just transformational, not only for this complex, for our museums, the museum district, our agency, and I mean, for our state, for all of our state parks. Uh, and this is just like a catalyst to get, you know, getting things rolling. And so we're really excited. Angel, you, okay, so... You're not from here. You're from upstate New York. What brought you here? Yes, sir. Uh, my husband got a job for Mississippi State Extension out in Raymond, and he said, oh, we're going to go to Mississippi for two years. And I said, really? Okay. Well, so we came down, and um, I saw the museum, and I was like, the only way that I am going to move there is if I get a job there at that museum and work for Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And so here we've been 16 years later. Uh, we're here. We're here for good. Well, you know, we chatted a little bit about this during the break, but um, when people think of upstate New York, they don't, in their mind, they might have a picture of big buildings like New York City and whatever, but there's a lot of similarities to the culture and the people there than uh, to the people in Mississippi, isn't there? Yes, sir. Lots of dairy farms and very uh, similar to Mississippi. Just the weather's a little bit different. Yeah, that, that is for sure. The weather is completely different in a lot of ways. Uh, hey, Brian, where are you from? I'm from the Mississippi Delta, born and raised, so I've been here all my life. Where, where in the Delta? A small town called Glen Allen, Mississippi, uh, mm -hmm. about 15 miles south of Greenville, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with it because we've got a place in Mentor City. Okay. And uh, yeah, we have another place. Uh, we, I released three farms, one in Shula, one between Greenwood and Blackhawk, and then one in Minter City. And we, you know, we duck hunt and, and uh, deer hunt and just love being in the Delta. I mean, wait, you get Delta in your blood, man. It's hard to, hard to get it out, isn't it? They're hard. <laughs> so tell, deputy director, tell me what a deputy director of the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks, what your responsibility is. So I'm on uh, mostly on the administrative side. So I manage all about IT services, accounting services, um, our, our license sales. And uh, so generally the administrative functions of the agency. Yeah, we've had an opportunity to chat about that uh, on the show with various guests. But the the fact is the pandemic <clears throat> taught people they could enjoy the outdoors and be safe in the outdoors. In your area of responsibility, you saw people increasing in numbers in terms of their enjoyment of the outdoors, didn't you? Absolutely. License sales went up. Our parks have done great. Uh, and I think this is a great opportunity for us to um, start working in parks because more people have realized that our state parks is one of our beautiful locations. Uh, and I think they realized that they needed some work too, but this, this has been a great opportunity for us to just uh, kind of enhance our opportunities to create outdoor recreation opportunities for people in the state and people who visit the state. And so it was actually hard to keep up with. I mean, you almost, it was almost a full-time job to track all these bills. Some of them passed, some of them didn't, but for the most part, they, they, there was tremendous agreement between the House and the Senate that big investments needed to be made in parks. Mm -hmm. And to be someone who's a little sort of staked your career on um, this part of um, of our world, it, it had to give you a warm feeling to see so much alignment around the need to invest money. Absolutely. I, I, you know, we were we were a little, you know, nervous coming into this session. Uh, this has definitely had been one of the most intense sessions that I remember. Uh, but, you know, very pleased at the outcome, the communication that we had uh, in both houses uh, and including the lieutenant governor has been, I, I think, just was tremendous this year. And you, you can tell a lot of them had a lot of interest in in focusing on state parks and the agency as a whole. So. I think yeah, I had, everybody did a great job. Yeah, I had the Speaker of the House on last week, and um, 
and members of his team and of course lieutenant governor this week but yeah there is there's a lot of alignment around this and you know i mean i think first of all when you're in a, a situation where the state's doing well financially and we have all this federal money that's coming down i, I mentioned this uh, on numerous on my coast view show and then i've mentioned it here on super talk outdoors is probably one of the most consequential sessions uh, in a very, very long time. And that's, you know, Lieutenant Governor talk, spoke about that just a few minutes ago as well, that he doesn't remember there ever being a session quite like this. So much to do. I mean, I have a lot, so much, so much respect for legislators and the leadership of the state because, you know, the, sometimes watching the democratic process, it's hard. You know, democracy in action sometimes is hard. People say, if you like, if you like uh, laws and sausage, don't watch them get made. But first, you know, but that's actually good. That means you have a lot of voices in the conversation you have a lot of opportunity to find you know the best approach to you know the, to serve the majority of the people who rep you know the, obviously the legislators represent us and um, and you end up you know when you think you're not going to get there suddenly you start getting a, a tremendous amount of agreement and the process just works it's not pretty to watch sometimes it's impossible to keep up with sometimes <laughs> but at the end of the day we have a way of just landing where it needs to be that this is a different kind of a session because of the money and all that was being talked about around that. But um, it had, had it been a session where we weren't flush and we were having to cut, it would have been a much uglier scenario. So I like it this way much better than had it been a situation where we were underperforming, which could have been the case because of the pandemic, of course. Right. So, hey, what do you do in your day-to-day -day world, Angel? So I am the director of the LaFleur's Education and Tourism Complex. And so the complex includes the Mississippi Children's Museum, the Museum of Natural Science, and then everything in between. So we just opened up our 30,000 square foot playground in December. We've had 60,000 visitors since December. So we average about 2,000 people a weekend. It's been just incredible. So. Uh, I, I oversee all of that and then obviously the planning we've got lots of phases coming and so just construction meetings the day-to-day -day and operations so as you know the, the the title sponsor for super talk outdoors is the foundation for wildlife fisheries and parks and i know that play playground was something they felt so strongly about but that is a world-class uh, facility isn't it Yes, sir. I started that, uh, planning that uh, in March of what, the pandemic, when the pandemic began and we all went home, that's when we started planning that playground from the ground up. Every piece, you know, turf, shade structure, color, you name it. Uh, so it was just to be in a pandemic and to have something so positive to focus on and our community to focus on, you know, to see it being built. It, it was just such a, a positive thing for us and our community. It's so cool that we had to, that even in the pandemic, people were focused on doing things like that. And, and you know, you look at, you go and look at Mississippi and how Mississippi performed as uh, as we re sort of reopened our economy. Mississippi did really well. One of the reasons why is because we have so much for people to do, not only for the people who live here, but the people who visit here. They felt safe. They felt safe coming to Mississippi and, and taking part in all that we have to offer. And tourism is, uh, is a big, gigantic, part whether you whether it's a staycation or someone visiting here is a big part of our recovery as it relates to the pandemic hey listen when we come back we're going to continue my conversation with uh, two dedicated uh, employees for the department of wildlife fisheries and parks brian ferguson and angel ronke we'll see you after this break mississippi to this land called home i breathe mississippi till i'm When you partner with RJ Young for your business printing needs, you get the RJ Young difference, superior service, in-house leasing option, and a We Make It Right guarantee. Choose RJ Young for your HP wide format equipment and supplies needs. Print with confidence and trust HP Original Supplies for consistent, uninterrupted printing. To learn more about our office equipment and technology, visit rjyoung.com printers. RJ Young partners with the best printer manufacturers like HP to offer you the best technology solutions that power your business. Jenny King, the king of Did your current cleaning provider show up last night? 
With the current labor market, you have to trust your keys to those that care. That's why it's time to change to Janet King, the king of clean. Trust your keys to our local franchise owners and our 35 years of experience to make sure your building is clean and healthy. For your clean and healthy building, go to JannyKingCleans.com. That's JannyKingCleans.com today for a healthy building tomorrow. Jenny King, the king of clean. I'm Lauren McGraw with Guide Go. I'm here to help you with your special events like picnics, reunions, or weddings. We have many options of luxury restroom trailers. No event too big or too small. When you gotta go, please call Guide Go 601-879-3969. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt in Your Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. At TrustCare Health, we're reimagining healthcare for the modern world. No long waits or hoops to jump through. Just the five-star care you deserve and the convenience you need. From urgent care available seven days a week <coughs> to routine care for the whole family. You're good to go. See you in a couple months. You can get in and out and back to your life. Mama! Stop by one of our convenient locations or visit TrustCareHealth.com. TrustCare Health. Feel better. Faster. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Here in Seaspire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where blazing fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou friends' jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's cut through walls and fall football. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. As you've heard me say so many times before, uh, when we talk about the outdoors, you certainly think about hunting and fishing, canoeing, you know. But, you know, the truth is the outdoors includes so many other things. Anytime that anyone can get into the outdoors and just uh, take a deep breath, you know, of fresh air and, uh, and enjoy it in so many different kinds of ways. It might be just driving through a state park and, and observing the, the you know, spring, making the place come alive. It might be, it might be canoeing. It might be going to, uh, it might go, be going to the LaFleur's Bluff uh, complex and just taking in the incredible number of things there is to do there. So Brian, coming, coming over to you, I've got Brian Ferguson and Angel Rocky from the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks. And we're just chatting about, about parks and, and uh, you know the overall opportunities we have in Mississippi to enjoy being in the outdoors. Where did where did you know you came from the Delta, Brian? But did you have a, a love for the outdoors early in your life? I mean, of course, uh, being in the Delta, but you know, I'm '80s baby too. So of course, uh, there were no 
video games to be played. Uh, so outdoors is where we live. So I grew up on a farm. Um, so always outdoors doing things. And, you know, I went to Mississippi State after that. So it was, you know, just the experience of being outside has always been, I mean, growing up in the Delta is just one of the things that you do. So um, whole family's outdoors all the time. You grew up on a farm, and everyone I talked to on this show who grew up on a farm, they learned how to work early in their life, didn't they? Did you? 12 years old. Uh, I, remember, <laughs> I, I likely remember, it's probably before that, but I certainly remember actually waking up at 4.30 in the morning and actually having a job at 12 years old. So uh, outdoors, um, farming, that's, that's what we did. Hey, let me tell you what, I, I, I didn't grow up on a farm, but my uncle, my father's brother, lived on a farm, and you know, they raised horses and went on to raise cows and whatever, but I remember uh, my dad said, you're going to go to spend some time with Uncle Harold this summer, you're going to have a couple of weeks up there. I said, great, that meant, I thought maybe that meant we get to ride the horses and whatever. So I get there, and the very next day, again, I was 12, the very next day, he said, I said, what are we doing today, Uncle Harold? He said, we're, we're going to go bell hay. And so that's what we did. And Brian, I almost died. I literally almost died. <laughs> it was so hot. Farming and I'm is like, oh, speaking. this is what life on a farm is. I thought it was supposed to be this sexy, you know, existence, Ooh. but it doesn't work that way, does it? Farming is why I went to college. I think. Right. <laughs> so you're you're shaking your head too. You, Angel, did you did you were you around the farm when you were growing yes, up? Yes, sir. Yeah, I was. I grew up out in the country. I was outside from sunup to sundown fishing and helping on a, a friend's farm. And, you know, I, from a young age, I just wanted to have a job that, you know, you'd be outdoors and um, yeah. love the outdoors. So, and it, it is like Brian said, it's so important um, to connect children to the outdoors because you think about our experiences as children and there's just so many distractions these days. Like I have a seven-year-old and he's wanting the Nintendo Switch and my phone. And so having to get them outside and you know, even if it is getting them to the playground or taking them fishing, it, it's just so important. It could, I, I, you know what? I, I've, I went through a, a stretch of about ten years where I never went hunting with my two sons. I have a daughter as well. She doesn't hunt. She loves to fish. But um, where I didn't even touch a gun, you know, I just wanted to be with them. And now that I'm a little bit older, every chance I get to take friends, you know, daughters or sons hunting or fishing, I, I love to do that. There's no, there's nothing more important than to inspire young people. And you know, the, the, if you're talking about the archery program that the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks has, or any number of other programs that are involved in teaching safety and bringing kids into the outdoors, because once you hook them, Angel, you got them, don't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, my, my producer, Cal Curley, uh, he loves to fish with his son. And uh, I love uh, I love when Kyle and I talk about how much in time, how much they enjoy being together because it's true with uh, with smartphones and iPads and all this you know electronic media today. It, I think the best way to sort of get a connection with your kids is to get unconnected. And uh, and, and Brian, you hear this all the time, don't you? Uh, yes, I have two sons. I have a 20-year-old uh, and I have, I can't believe I have a 20-year-old, but I also have a 13-year-old. So getting them outside is extremely important. And, and, and I think me and my wife focused this year uh, is definitely on trying to get our kids outdoors. Um, we're both, my oldest son and me, both we're both military. So we've spent a lot of, we spent a lot of time uh, outdoors doing, I mean, military things. But uh, my youngest son is is struggling right now, uh, just trying to, wanting, I think the, 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 the younger the kid, the harder it is to get them out now. Just so many other things to do. So the playground has been a great, I think it's a great opportunity. Uh, the people in Jackson and people in surrounding communities definitely need to get their kids there. This is a great opportunity for kids to just run around and play and just be outside. Yeah. One of the, hey, listen, one of the, we're coming to the end now, but one of the great things about doing this show is the opportunity I have to reach deep into the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks and, and introduce and continue the conversations from, with a wide range of people who are dedicated. We're, I mean, we're really lucky in this state to have so many dedicated people, whether it be in conservation or law enforcement, in your case, administration, all dedicated toward helping making sure that Mississippians and those who visit here have a chance to really take it all in. Hey, Angel and Brian, it's been a pleasure to visit with you this morning. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. 
Angels came here for two years and 16 years later have no intention of ever going back to upstate New York. Great to see you. Hey, listen, stay safe in the outdoors. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Monday. Thank you. Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.